Blog Talk Radio. I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front, my face on the front page, only if I had one gun, one girl and one crib, one God to show me how to do things as son did, pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip will make a nigga flip, writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence, who I'm going body, this hood politics, acknowledge it, leave bodies chopped up in garbage, seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us, police watch us, roll up and try knocking us, one knee, I Duck. Could it be my time is up with my luck? I got up, the cops shot again. Bus stop glass burst, a fiend drops his Heineken. Ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in. Blacking out, I shoot back. Fuck getting hit. This is my hood, I'm a rat. To the death of it, to everybody, come on. Little niggas is grown, hood rats. Don't abortion your wound. We need more warriors soon. Sit from the stars, sun and the moon. And it's like a police chase. The street sweepers and coppers. Sick up kids with no conscience, leaving victims with doctors. If you really think you're ready to die, we're not. Out. This is what is about, nigga. The time is All I need is one mic. 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 All I need, niggas. All I need is one mic. Wakusu, Wakusu. Wake up, clean up, stand up. It's your brother Yang Krumah with my man Shaka G. Jaga. Uh, Shakur on with us on Let's Talk About It. And, you know. Right, 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 right. Like we do. Right on. Oh, there you go. Like we do every Tuesday. Right, right, right. What's going on, brother? Wakusu. Wakusu. Hey, Wakusu, man. Uhuru, free all political prisoners, free the land, black power. What's going on? What's man, going on, It's a lot man. going on. It's a lot going on, brother. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I feel like a over overstuffed uh what is it? Bank or something, man, ready to burst. There's so much going on right now. You man, know? the last from these, couple days from these have funny been elections. Oh man, I have to have to have to. And I mean we got yeah. a lot to cover. Um, you know. Uh but for you know, just glad to be here as always, man. To the listeners, thank you for supporting us, you know what I mean? And uh 'cause this 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 work is important and it's not always rewarding, so we appreciate you. One thousand percent, you know, and I uh, hope everybody's good, man. You know, how you doing, brother? How's your family and all that? Everything good? Man, I'm good actually. You know what I'm saying? I'm chilling. Good, I'm good. here in the Midwest, so it's you know everything going on. You know, the Midwest is its own special kind of little crazy. So uh, yeah, I know. You know, I'm just dealing with right the, now. <laughs> if you did. <laughs> so we're just dealing with with the things that that are going on here. Um, and, right, and right, really right. ready just to talk about it and start discussing and get everybody's view and opinion on what's happening, you know, in your neck of the woods and particularly right. the things that we're talking about. Yeah, so I mean, you know, on, man? open this up, bring bring someone in. I definitely want to. I want to. I want to jump right in, right in with this Proud Boy thing, man. The Proud Boys, you know, it's so amazing. I mean, like the the the, the threats issue by the Proud Boys. That doesn't amaze me. You know what I mean? This is America. We've seen it a thousand times. 
So I'm not really amazed. But uh, the, the blatant Donald Trump's blatant, you know, ability to endorse them on, on TV, like that is like over-the-top racism that we haven't seen since Jim Crow, you know what I mean? Since Bull Carter type of thing, where, you know, he straight, you know, refused to uh, they sell his gang out, you know what I mean? He didn't want to sell his gang out. I mean, I'm like, on one hand, I'm kind of like, wow, that's the G. That's G right there. But on the other hand, I'm like, we know what it is now. You know what I mean? And uh, the, 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 the response of black people, or better yet, the lack of response from black people, that's what really has my attention. You know, the fact that more of the, in particular, militant elements have not spoken up or have not issued a, a, a answer to this call, this outright call from the Proud Boys that no matter what, they're going to bring violence to the black community. You know, so that definitely got my ear. What about you, brother? Man, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I couldn't have said it better, you know. And maybe it's, and I love to give us the benefit of the doubt. You know, I love black people. So I'm making a million and one reasons for us uh, for really not either having responded or addressing issues. And one of them I will say is um, maybe we don't know what to say. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we don't know what to say. But I do know that if if we don't know what to say, we better allow ourselves with people who are speaking, articulating how we feel. Because, man, you said it all. A very real threat has been issued to our community, to our people. And what makes it, I know people will say, oh, you know, Yangle, you scared, man. The white man been saying stuff before, brother. Now, here's the danger of it, though. And it, I, you know what? I would agree. I say, look, not just saying doing, black man, but here's the danger of it. With that sentiment already being prevalent amongst white society, to have one of the most influential people in the world, this, the president of the so-called free world, endorse, back up, and almost give marching orders to that sentiment is dangerous. Especially Very with their dangerous. track record in history. Exactly. And that's what people got to understand, man. Like, this is not the usual go-round where you have the ultra-racist but no support from the state directly and over the top. Now we have an, an overt, like you said, compliance. I mean, we've had it all along. From the very first time he opened his mouth in Charlottesville, North Carolina, when that young woman was killed with the car and things went down there, the tiki torches and, and things of that nature, and he was like, well, there are good and bad people on both sides. It's obvious he, he refuses to not uh, endorse this racism. So it's evident. And see, for people that have a short memory, let me fill you in on some history. See, I understand Mr. Donald Trump because I'm a New Yorker, and I was there when he took out the one-page ad that ultimately doomed the lives of five innocent black people in the Central Park Jogger case. That case would have not gone in that direction had he not spent his money to take out a full-time ad in the newspaper to encourage the death sentence for these five innocent young men. And, I, and, and this is the person that we have in charge of the country now. So now you have the Proud Boys who are straight up saying, not we're going to fight you, not we're coming to tear some shit up, but we are going to kill you. We're coming to kill and maim. This is their language. From this guy, Gavin, I'll get his last name in a few minutes, 
who's their founder, even though he says he he uh he's no longer associated with it. He's resigned from from that spot. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Uh, but uh, you know, we know and understand that he he's not going to walk away totally from his own creation. And then we have this Latino brother who's being put up as the, the leader, and we know that's a farce as well. So it's not about being scared. It's about really paying attention to the, the dynamics now. I would totally agree. I would totally agree. And not about and change Sister Makeda. Uhuru, am I am I on? Can you hear me? We yes, can ma'am. hear you. Uhuru, what's going on, sis? Uhuru. Uhuru. They were trying to keep a good girl down. I I had to, you know, figure yeah, out how to get it. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, how you brothers doing? Uh, I'm, I've been just listening to what you've been saying, um, and I think it is very critical. We are at a critical point, and we have to understand, you know, what's, what's being laid out before us. And, you know, I think it's it's paramount that now we come up with some type of plan, some type of, you know, I, I don't care if we're not, um, if we're not collectively doing a thing, but we should collectively have something in place where we understand how we can, you know, we can fight back to back you know, against this enemy, you know, um, because the enemy is a common enemy to all of us collectively. Um, So we we really, I mean, and not just fight, like you have to, you have to defend yourself because at this point, you know, that's what it is anyway. We've been dealing with this for a long time. This is not new, but, um, but we have to understand that it's a fight that, you know, there's been ongoing, they ain't going to let us go without the fight. Uh, and exactly. if we want to get free, we're going to have to fight, you know, for real. They they blaming right. us for stuff exactly. that they created. They blaming us right. for their right. own problems, their uh, problems of their creation. Um, exactly. Because they well, want to fight. You know, you know my, what I'm saying? Because they want to let us fight. Absolutely. You know, and, and my thing is this, too. Like, and I love what Sister McKay said. Absolutely. We're, we're in a fight. And our defense, and she said, you know, being our defense, our defense has to step up. Our defense has to be so aggressive that it is literally that, a defense, a deterrent. I'm saying this, that if Proud Boys attack a black person anywhere, that we should have the right to look at them as open enemy combatants, a threat to our very existence, a organism or an institution that is bent on the destruction and elimination of black men. So if I see one in my neighborhood, even if this isn't the city that that crime had happened in, I am going to perceive that that member of that hate group, of that terrorist organization, of that criminal organization, I'm going to take his physical presence as the intentions to carry out that threat, and I'm going to bust his head. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. The defense I mean, has you, to step up. Step up. Yes, sir. Go ahead. What were you, you were saying something, Shackle? No, no, I'm just agreeing with you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm agreeing out loud because I'm so glad to hear it. Continue. Yeah. Please. You know, we can't sit in our little cubby, in our little cubby holes, our little cubicles, our, our, our comfort place. Man, if they come for me, 
think, well, you know, they ain't gonna come on your street. Come, they don't have they they have a history of going after soft targets, to going after the defenseless, you know, the more vulnerable elements of uh, communities and populations. They have a history of this: women and children, and know the elderly, and uh, when attacking when we're not prepared for war, they're they're less than honorable. And when um, the receivers of this treatment begin to fight back with every method and means that they have, begin to defend themselves with broomsticks to Molotovs, they say, look at those terrorists. Look at them. You right. know, they don't, have, they don't have the means of the state to suppress. They're fighting back throwing rocks and spitting and biting. They say, look at those terrorists. Dude going to hardware, I ain't even going to say all that stuff, but they go in a place with alarm clock strapped to them in many of these countries. And I'm not advocating violence. I'm just showing the desperation in their fight for some type of breath. And we don't want right, to see right. ourselves reduced to that point to where death, immediate death, right there, death on the spot, death is the only option that we feel we have. We're fighting for life. So what we're doing now is raising our defense level to head busting if you're in our area to where you may think twice about coming in our area. We're taking our cues for nature. When I say guerrilla warfare, I mean in the natural, in the literal sense of the natural guerrilla. When you come within a radius of their community as a perceived threat, that guerrilla is going to break a log and beat pus out of you. You can't come in a radius. They don't wait till you end on the encampment of the children. They beat pus into the children and the wives and the most valuable part of their community can get away. They don't wait. So we're going to wait. Everybody wait right here, tuck the children under this tree, and we all surround this tree. Or beat the, you see? So I'm saying on defense, I'm, never, I'm not advocating violence. I'm not uh, unnecessary violence. Let me say that. I'm not saying going out here a crazy offensive. I am saying this. Be a deterrent. Make, be, a, be a think or twicer uh, moment. Be, make them let them know. You won't ask, you bring ass. Right, right. I mean, it's so, only you know, that's what you got I, I'm, I'm agreeing, man. Like, and not only is it, my young brother Trayvon Martin was killed because someone said exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. He's in my neighborhood, and I perceive him as a threat, even though he wasn't. There was no reason to, but this is the precaution. Ahmaud Arbery was killed, assassinated by people who, who are the threat, who use this same logic to try and justify their bloodlust. So I want to make it clear to people, we are not making an excuse, and we're not making a phantom reason. This is our statement. We will not have another Tulsa, Oklahoma. There will not be another Red Summer. It's not going to happen, not on this watch. You know, a lot of you like to say, I ain't my ancestors. Well, I am my ancestors. Let's be very clear. I am my ancestors because they fought back. They, They stood up. And they understood what was theirs. And that's where I'm on it, man. I agree with you 100%, brother. Like, you're going to tell me that you're going to just kill, and we're supposed to just okay with it. You know, okay. And then you're like, sister, you're going to kill me because your system is breaking down. It ain't my system. It ain't benefited me since I got here. You know? <laughs> now, what, you know, right. like, I mean, come on. Uh, since 1555, I ain't seen nothing out of this system. And I know some of y'all out mm-hmm. there. Or like, well, brother, we were here before slavery. Yes, we were. And you didn't see shit either. Because if you did, we'd have it now. 
So let's just keep yeah. it real, all right? For those who were there, they stole your land. Our, our people who were here first, yes, you were, and they took your land, and then they brought us over here, the rest of us, and then lumped us all together, and we've been catching hell ever since. So with that being said, man, yeah, I'm not going to tip it. You can't just tell me you, you're just going to kill me. You know, I, what's even worse is, you know, you look back, and I don't mean to be long, but you look back at books like Without Sanctuary, where you see all the lynchings and murders, and you realize that those are not pictures but postcards. Postcards, hmm. which means these devils, the federal, the federal level, the mail is federal. That's a federal situation. The federal hmm. government used my suffering to make money. Yeah. Newspapers. There's a book, 100 Years of Lynching, where it's nothing but newspaper articles, which means there was a reporter there. So how come there was nobody said nothing, nobody did nothing? You sent people to cover the story, and we just died. That, that's over. That's not going to happen anymore. But yet these individuals, these Proud Boys, we have to censor what we say. The black masses have to say, well, I didn't mean it like this, or I'm not advocating this, or I don't feel like yeah. that. But But these bastards who are a drinking club, get to come out and say, we're going to kill. Wait a minute. I thought that that was terroristic language, threats. Don't you go to jail right. and stuff like that? Don't you, don't, don't, you, don't you lose licenses and stuff like that? You President learn. Peace Michael Jackson said the word kite, and that was the end of his career. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, I can't call someone a homosexual and live to talk about it. Cool. But you can get you can say you're gonna kill black people in hordes, and it's just news of the day, as usual. Your president even says it, and he's still the president. I thought that would be grounds for for impeachment. Mm. This is a country that says they do not advocate terrorism, nor support it. We know that's a lie because you're still friends with the Confederate, but that's a whole other story. So I'm I'm just the person who's tired of the contradictions, and I'm gonna make it clear, man. I, I agree with you, brother. If, if if any one of us is touched anywhere, then one of them needs to be touched somewhere. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. Listen, you know, man, we got period. somebody there's, there's on the line. There's those of us out here that want it. Yeah. Listen, we got somebody on the um, lines. Let's open up the mic. And let me see. We get your mic. A six four seventy two forty four. Your mic's hot. Peace and black power. This is Equine. What's going on, fam? Hey, peace, peace, peace. What's peace, going on, fam. fam? <laughs> yeah, man. Man, what the brother was just was just uh, alluding to was you know the importance of uh, finding. Because I hear a lot of us as black people say we say we well we got culture, but a lot of culture that we well, that we see and find ourselves engaging in now. Is definitely a, a, a identifiable culture that was spawned or created through racism, white supremacy. So it wasn't an right. organic that we created all on our own with, you know, the the intent of brandishing who we were inside those things. It, what we see inside culture, like even we, we speak about hip hop, is great, but hip hop does tell the story about you know a broken, you know. Broke, still telling the broken story And that is a part of our reality But as well You know at the root of uh, culture You find the same uh, Relative root inside cultivation You know and There we find 
you know, the 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 the, the mission to restore, to grow, to plant. You understand? And looking at how we as Africans, how we as black folk always use this drum, it was to in, indeed to plant seeds, to plant seeds of, of, of lessons, to water, you understand, mm-hmm. to groom ourselves so we could identify right. through our culture. Well, brother, but what we bro- now brother, I'm, is, I'm sorry to cut you. Oh, I'm sorry to, to cut your conversation short because I really want your take on, you know, um, a little bit on what, what, what we was rapping about with the whole threat of the Proud Boys and the endorsement of the pre- and the endorsement of the president. You know, like what right. we as a community should do. Should we sit back and wait on it, or should we? You know, how how do you think uh, the community should perceive that threat, take that threat, and react and respond? Well, see, it's, it's it's because you have no culture, because you have no identity to to instill in your I'm everyday. Sorry. <laughs> is the way that that's why people are going to you know that's why we're talking about when Nick Cannon says something that's relative to organic history. He look he's looked at as, you know, an anti Semite. You understand? When black when black people are still called niggas, you know, you still got these ongoing terrorist threats, you know, you would think, well damn, this dude would get some time in, 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 in jail or you would hear about that story. But again, you're not gonna hear about that via the media because this culture is the one that is one that is to groom the European identity. You understand? So, therefore, it's, it's very imperative for us to have a culture that is now designed for us to uplift who we are so when a, a time who, of who we are comes to, to be threatened, we are going to say, well, hey, this is what we're going to do, not just pussyfoot, because a lot of our people now are singing songs about, you know, uh, wet-ass private parts and you know, about throwing money rather than talking about songs of liberation. So when we're riding down the road, rather than being reminded that you are a king, that you are a liberator, you need to stand up for what's yours, now you put your foot in the round talking about how many stacks you're making and all this other stuff. And this is the program in which they're wanting to put in our people so when they do come and pose a threat, rather than us being serious, you know, we'll be all playful and shit. You understand? So this is why it still goes back to a culture. Within culture, we are there to find, you know, who we are. And that thing is to be reminded through our drums, through our movies, you know, so when somebody dares to come up and play with who who we are as identity, we're going to have something in place where, hey, you're not going to be, you know, even right now everybody's talking about going to vote, right? That's the culture that we've been embedded into. With who, which one of these parties are going to be concerned with locking these types of white boys up when they do this type of thing? I doubt it be anybody because we saw the same shit under Barack Obama. You understand? We saw mm-hmm. the same, we seeing the same thing under Donald Trump, and it's because we are not investing in our culture. No Democrats, that's again our politics. That's our power is our culture. The more of us that invest in these types of messages, the, the, the fuck the police message or the we're fighting back message, this is the more that it will catch on, and then that'll be then. So when one person snaps, everybody going to snap. Nowadays, you got one person snapping, and somebody going to record, somebody going to do the laughing, and all this other silly shit. You feel me? So this is why in culture yeah. we are going to find us being constantly reminded as we're going down the road playing our music, 
because now we got this song of African black liberation standing up. So when this cracker come up, they know not to say no shit like that. We too funny, boy, now. You understand? We too flim right. family. Look, That's why they know they can do this type of thing. Exactly. Let me and 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 let me give and let me amen that too, man, because I totally agree. And let me add on with it though, because I believe culture is a reflection of current existence. So you know what happens is our songs of liberation are not our culture anymore, but they're history lessons. Because we now when we were singing them back then and we were producing those type of actions, that was the culture of the people. That was the time. Now their reminders, their history lessons. Um, I agree with you. These acts of individualism, if we don't celebrate them as liberation strikes towards liberation, then they won't become the culture. When we see brothers striking back, when we see the brother that got two police officers, you know what I'm saying, or two, anybody that caused harm to our community, you know, we allow them to criminalize them, but where's he in the rap? Like the homie that bust two back, yop, 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 yada, yada, yada. And then that becomes the culture. Then our culture becomes one of resistance because we have current actions that are being constantly, we're constantly being reminded of and constantly being edified of, of, of actions of resistance. You know what I'm saying? But if mm-hmm. we just keep regurgitating, I mean, you can only, you can only rap about Malcolm so many ways. You know what I'm saying? You can only rap about Dr. Khaled Abdul-Muhammad so many ways. We have to re- reproduce and recreate those actions of Huey, uh, of uh, Geronimo G. Jaga and everybody to keep that culture current. See, they fed off each other. The Panthers came out off of Malcolm. Malcolm came off of Elijah. They came off of Noble Drawley. They came off yada 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 yada. We stopped. Uh, let me let me go to uh, some of my things. But I'm I'm a you know what? And if you want to come back in, press press one again. But uh, Shaka Makeda, what do you what do you think about that? <clears throat> Um, go, ahead, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was giving you the right, by all means. Okay. Um, you know, I, I completely agree. Um, we have to, we, we do have to figure out our place and, you know, and, and how this thing looks um, as we put forth this uh, and and build this revolutionary culture, you know, where even our children, you know, respond a certain kind of way. Um, everything, every everybody around us is aware that this is something that we're dealing with constantly. And what you were saying about, you know, those who fed off of different ones, you know, I, I feel fortunate to have come into political life political understanding under uh, Chairman Omalia Shatella because it, it it gave me a point of reference, you know, because he was a part of that struggle back then. And he utilizes, he you know, he always tries to make us aware that, you know, when we, when we present culture, even in the, you know, in the most, in the most, uh, uh, topical sense, you know, entertainment, culture, that type of culture. Um, when we present culture, we utilize the culture of what was back then in such a way 
that we grafted into what we're doing right now. Because I think we were talking about this once before, how we will look at something and consider it, what you said, Yanga, to be just another part of history, as if history is not living, moving, breathing, changing, and we, you know, and we just kind of accept that that's what was as opposed to what is. So I think it is very important that we always, you know, we keep our mind there and we have our minds on the on the fact that, you know, in the present, in the present time, in our present time, we should always be moving the culture to revolution, you know, and always be acknowledging revolution and acknowledging this, this um, the need for us to be mindful, you know, just mindful and, and always uncovering ways to express that revolution, you know, whatever it is. If it's, you know, if your kids are going to school and they stand the pledge, my kids didn't say the pledge, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they weren't a part of that. And um, fortunately, my kids came up in a, you know, in an all-black school district, and the teachers understood what I was, you know, what it was I was putting down. But you have ones that, you know, they, they're in other school districts and whatnot. So you send them into these places, and they have to basically navigate in, in this system of indoctr- indoctrination that goes against everything that they should be doing. But if you teach them right at home, if you teach them, in a, if you bring them up in the cultural revolution at home, then that would not be an issue. You know what I'm saying? They always feel reinforced. And you have to advocate for them because you're going to have to step in and you're going to have to go to that school and you're going to have to show up in places where, you know, people are doing, everybody's doing this one thing that is a part of this system that, you know, that reinforces the status quo as opposed to, you know, embracing revolution in our culture and what we should be moving toward. So um, I just wanted to say, you know, say that, you know, and I really do. Like I said, I think it's important because that informs us of how we're going to move, how we need to move, what's acceptable, you know, um, amongst us, not acceptable to the system for a response to threats that are that are going on you know, that are coming at us, you know, these things are, these things are definitely, uh, this is a must. But what, but what, what about you, Shaka? I mean, I, I agree like you, I, I'm listening. And one thing I think that we have to do is, you know, you have to know your enemy. And I, I think that we have been so suppressed by this European straitjacket that we're not allowing the natural energy and common sense to take over. And what do I mean by that? Like, we don't necessarily have to wait till we get a culture to respond to what's going on right now. There's sometimes you just got to respond with, with natural basic instinct, you know. And it might not make political sense at the moment, but it will make sense to those who are trying to harm you. That's one form of intelligence. I think also, you know, we when we say culture, we need a culture of revolution, yes, but a culture of warrior revolution. Not just revolution, because that's still kind of political and people leave it way up in the sky. 
We need to understand that we need a culture that some of this culture, some of us are going to be warriors. And we're going to have to breed that mentality and breed that resistance. We are Maroons. We have to embrace the fact that we are Maroons. Each one of us on this phone right now represents the blood of the Maroons. We refuse to be slaves. We're probably from ancestors who refuse to be slaves. And we've been fighting over 200, 500 years now. So with that being said, like Dr. Clark says, some of it is real simple. Whatever the white man likes, you reject. Colin mm-hmm. said, if he says it's good, you say it's bad. If he says up, you say it's down. It don't take a whole lot of collegiate thought. He hasn't done anything right for us. So whatever he agrees with, automatically, I know to disagree with that. You know? Mm-hmm. And yes, you, the revolutionary coach, first of all, you as an individual have to be that maroon in yourself. Never mind your children, your spouse, you. You mm-hmm. have to make sure that you are that person first. And yet, then it goes to your children, like you. My children went to all black schools at one time, and then they went to charter schools. But they knew, like, oh, those kids right there, oh, they don't stand up for you know, no pleasure legion. And if I have to come in and be at events with them so I can sit down with them, I'm going to do that. Sometimes I'll go to events just so I can be the one parent in the gym that don't stand up. So you can see where those kids come from. They come from me. You know what I mean? It's clear where they come from, you know. And, and we have to have that. We have to do things as people think it's futile, Stop naming your children Larry, Harry, Barry, Sam, Phil, Judith, <laughs> Ethel. That's not our culture. <laughs> Name your children Yanga, Shaka, Makeda. You know, that's part, that's your culture. And if nothing else, that name alone will always lock you into something greater than this. See, that's what we lost from the 70s up. We didn't just go to all black schools. We went to Waisi Sulu schools where they taught black culture. Well, they, they didn't just teach you ABC, one, two, three. They taught you black culture. What's your position? Who are you? And, you know, a lot of that has been transformed to just black schools now. They're all black schools. You know, if, if I'm a cat, I don't want to go to all cat school and teach us to be a dog, but just a bunch of cats in there so we feel good. No. <laughs> we have to go back to that, you know, because that's what we got now. We got all black this, all black that, but it's really not all black at all. Right, you know? because, the curriculum, because the curriculum is biased. And it's white. Exactly. It's, it's like I'm, I'm, outside the, I'm outside the Walmart yesterday, and these young people, in their hearts, I see these young people. They are standing up. They want change. So there's these Greek fraternities in Atlanta. And the Greek fraternities, they're doing their part. They're out there. But they're, we got to vote. We got to vote. And the young people are running up on people. We got we to gotta get 45 out of office. We got to get Donald Trump out of office. We got to vote. I said, young man, that's not voting. What you are doing is you are begging one slave master to free you from another with the ballot. It's the ballot or the bullet, not the ballot or the beg. Hmm. That's part of that culture. And we got to hmm. talk like this all the time. So, like, no more soft-shoeing. No more talking, oh, well, you know, and, then, and we got... No, you got to make songs that goddamn it kill the cracker. You got to make songs that say, if you touch us, we're going to kill you. You got to make movies that show people killing the oppressor. You got to, that's what we have to do. Not that's what they do. They don't make war movies where they blank it out. They make war movies where they just decimate their enemy. And they proud of it. Andrew Jackson's on a $20 bill. They make movies about Alamo, all these movies where they murder, butcher, and slaughter their enemy. They teach their young to do the same thing if you're in that position. We need to have that same fervor about everything we do. 
And there'll be somebody to call it, well, brother, you can't, you can't promote violence. Shut up, fool. Violence is the use of unnecessary force. And at this stage in American history, everything I do is necessary. So shut up with that nonsense. That's all I have to say. Wow. Listen, let me say this. First of all, this brother said the ballot or the this this brother said the ballot or the bag. Man, you're listening to Let's Talk About It with Shaka Yang and Makeda. Uh man, we're talking about everything. Right now, you hear how it's going down. We're talking about this culture, this revolutionary culture. I want to go back and allow the caller to see if uh he wanted to respond or say anything to that. Brother, your man, mic's open. That, that- Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That that brother just hit it dead, dead on the nail, man. <clears throat> and that and that's just the reality of what we find ourselves. That's why it's okay for us to uh, sing songs about us glorifying killing each other. You understand? That's why it's, it's okay via their record companies to sing praises. You know, uh, looking down, uh, degrading our woman. It's okay for our women to now be on the front of Time, on the front of the Time magazine, a world hmm. renowned wit as you know what. You understand? This is the reality, and you know, just thinking about the the ancestor Frank, Doctor Francis Chris Wilson, she spoke a lot about this and how we see ourselves and. You know, of course, our enemy is going to, going back uh, again to what you guys were talking about, the the white boy with the proud uh, movement. What I'm, what I'm insisting is, is that our ancestors, that the very universe that we, you know, we get outside of, you know, a lot of times after we get out of the church, you say, what well, the universe, this, the universe. But what the universe is bestowing upon us as black people, as African people, as melanated people, as the maroon people, whatever, whatever tribe you want to classify yourself as, it is very important that we do so in a historical content in the in uh integral regard to what our ancestors laid down for us. You understand? It's it's right it's, it's telling us to go back and, and pick up the pieces, Sankofa, in order to move forward. We shouldn't even think we should we're going to go move forward trying to solve our black African problem with with a European solution. That won't work. We haven't started to, you know, our new uh, black uh, black school. We're not there. Uh, I see a lot of our people. We couldn't wait for sports to come back on, so we can go and give these crackers some of our attention, our dollars, and things of that nature. We couldn't wait for that shit to come back on. I feel like it was a good time that the COVID thing had happened because it did, it forced Negroes to get out of that 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 slave mentality and it's okay for me to be a slave and now go back to a place where we are a lot of people say well hey we're going forward i say hell no we aren't going forward now more so than like what the brother was saying like how we were in the 70s in the 60s where we weren't afraid to stand up and say hey this is mine i know who i am i have my identity and i'm not afraid to protect the integrity of the quality of life we've gone away from that now well i as a man would rather put on the dress I would rather call myself a woman rather than stand up and be liberated. Do the fight where on my post as a father, as a brother, I'd rather be a woman fighting against, you know, women doing silly shit like that. So I think it's very important that, that this, this, this culture becomes infused inside our entertainment. Well, that, that is what our entertainment is, you know, where, where it is edutainment. 
where now we're being educated through our entertainment, but we're too silly, especially letting this European mm-hmm. continue to program us. And he's going to make us weak through his programs. Like the brother said, he's going to show us getting our asses kicked. You understand why he is the glorious one. He's the hero. He should. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Now what in the hell are we going to do? You understand? It's very important right. instead of going to the to the right. polls, right, instead of right. going to the polls, we should be selling Tyler Perry we want and what we don't want to see from our you understand it's very important. Mhm. Absolutely. Yes, sir. I totally agree, man. It's about I appreciate it too, brother. It's about it's about, you know, uh image propaganda. To me, it it that has always played a very big role. The controlling our image. But you said the brother said something, man, that I wanted to touch on and he's talking about the ancestors. And I mean people that know me know I'm big into ancestry acknowledgement and reverence. And I want to tell how the ancestors showed up. We talk about these threats of the Proud Boys and how the masses aren't going to take it and putting black and the dangers of putting black people on edge. Let me tell you how it jumped off in, in the natty, in Cincinnati, because I'm up here in the Midwest between Kentucky and Ohio back and forth. Um, so in Cincinnati, incident happened. White dude, black passenger, they're speeding through a neighborhood. A four-year-old child gets hit. The uh, and the white boy pulls over. They say the masses yanked him out of the car and he's killed. The father, I looked it up, the father received 24 months and they're blaming his other brother. I'm not even gonna say his name, he's a fugitive on the run, so I'm not gonna say his name all like that. You know, I don't even believe in that energy. Um, but you know, he's on the run and they're you know saying he he killed the white dude. His, and those are just the facts. Now, here's all my opinion, and I'm putting into reading it. First of all, you know, some say you can hear the 911 tape, and he's saying, um, you know, baby, I told this what I told you about running in the road and all of that stuff, and, uh, you know, daddy killed him. So people are saying daddy took care of it, daddy killed him. So people are saying, oh, man, he snitched on the other dude. He got only got 24 months the other dude, and he put it all on the other guy, and the baby was playing in the road. Listen, when you threaten us, you put us on edge. You make us know. You already white people, whether you know it or not, I'm going to tell you a little secret, and this is going to make you look at your little black friend a little differently. I know now you're going to be cutting your eye at him at work. Wonderful, Thomas really feels that way. We don't trust you. And when members of your race make threats and things of that nature, we doubly don't trust you. We don't care about our little frappuccinos or hanging at the water cooler or all the little phony social interactions that we pretend that we're enjoying. We don't trust you. So when we're back in our habitat, when we're back in our whatever little thing that we have tricked ourselves and deceived ourselves into believing is a community, when we're back there, this little piece of so-called safety, and you come through there flying like he was doing, like the father told him, man, I told you about coming through it flying. So apparently this is a common occurrence. You coming through it flying. And I don't care if our children are playing hopscotch. With the threat you have made in the history you've got, the masses are tearing you apart. The ancestors raised up on the masses. It wasn't even no explanation, no nothing. They tore them apart. And the romanticism in me, the seeing the better good of black people would be like to believe 
that a brother came out of nowhere. I don't believe it was Carlos or nothing. and just couldn't take it anymore. Probably did fire the killing shot that killed him. And probably did tell the father. I like to think the brother told the father, I'll take the rap. Going to be with your baby. I'll take the rap. They said they was already looking for that guy for some other crimes and things of that nature. I like to think the better sense of the thug homies came out. And he just couldn't take no more. This is what is happening. So for all of us so-called revolutionaries that may condemn the action, I'm not weighing whether it's right or wrong. Whether you know, loss of life is loss of life. It's unfortunate in war. But this is what happens when we don't step up, when we don't have clear-cut plans, and we're not offering defenses in the community and training on people to um, defend themselves. The people will defend themselves. Consequences be to them. Especially in Cincinnati, if anybody knows a little history of Natty, Cincinnati is, you know, soaked in racism and injustice and exploitation and oppression of black people. Cincinnati has a history of that. So they know justice wasn't going to be had by the system for this uh, four-year-old laying on the street, quite possibly going to die. Like I'm always saying, one of the most precious resources in the community. So the community, the spirit of their gungu, the ancestors raised up. Grab the community and they snap and all they didn't want to hear the explanation. They saw white flesh. They saw 475 years of oppression. They saw injustice, and they took it out on 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 James Utter Uter or something. I don't know how to pronounce his name. You know, but the uh, brother brother killing. He got 24 months. The father brother killing. Um, that's his last name. And I'm not trying to be funny. His last name is literally, literally killing. Uh, Brother Killing got 24 months and, and kudos. You know, and I celebrate and thank the answers for it. Like I said, loss of life is loss of life. I'm not a psychopath, a sociopath. I'm not, you know, a barbarian. I'm not a devil. So I don't hang victims from trees and take postcards and picnics and celebrate the demise of any life. But kudos to the masses who have said we are done allowing the descendants of our oppressors or the reapers of uh, benefits, privilege, entitlement from the exploitation of of us come through here, murder us, kill us, disregard for the law, come through here speeding, and, and, and then we rely on their relatives, the same oppressive system, and their relatives who run the oppressive system to met out justice for us. It has shown us that justice won't met out for us. So it's natural we're saying you fuck up in our neighborhoods, that's where you're going to get it. I'm not advocating good day again. I'm like shocked. It's a shame we gotta have all these disclaimers and warnings. I'm not advocating vigilanteism, running out being Batman or no shit like that. I'm just saying where you get wrong is where you get got. If you in our neighborhoods hurting us anywhere, where you at is where you get got. And so the spirit of the ancestors have spoken on that. And 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 so I just wanted to touch on that man about you know the sentiment of what you what we see happening in the community. What do you guys say? I I I think personally, man, it, it's it's really crazy that with all this happening, we keep seeing that Negro chip, or as I call it, the nigger chip, go into effect. Well, this is why it happened, and it really because of it. Look. Some will say that that white man that lost his life is unfortunate. True, it's war. No life lost is a good thing. However, some will say, well, he didn't deserve it. It shouldn't have gone that far. And then I will say, well, what about the hundreds of black people who were just in the wrong neighborhood at the wrong time that you told me deserved it because they were just there? They didn't hit anybody. 
They didn't even do anything. They were just there. So like you said, this is the universe balancing things out for us. You know, and I want to add on, man, to all you dudes, you soldiers out there, man. When the brother goes behind the wall, nothing better happen to him. He better come home in 24 months the same way he went in there. It's time for us to cover down just like that little white boy just went and shot those people to protest, and he has almost a, a quarter million dollars thrown at him by Christian organizations that some of you on Sunday are going to go and sponsor and support with well, them same white Christians is supporting a young white Christian for murdering and attempting to murder blacks and others. Dylan Roof was sponsored and supported by those same white Christians and white liberal friends that you had the cooler with. They're the same ones sending money to support these killers. But when we, what we do, threatened by the Proud Boys, and our answer is, well, we're going to get the drug dealers out of our neighborhood. We're going to clean up our neighborhood. No, we, we do that later. We can handle all those things later. Not right now. Right now, we, we should be covering down on our community. Because if you really want to get real about it, I'm, I'm really sick and tired of hearing that cop out about, you know, what about the killing the black-on-black? Black? Ain't no such thing as black-on-black black crime. If you have a, any group of people in a, in a situation of desperation, they are going to lash out on each other no matter what color they are. We're the only ones fighting into that bullet because it's convenient and it keeps you away from fighting that white man and speaking out to that white man. So we don't want to hear that right now. You want to stop the crime in our community? Then stop the apathy in our community. Like the brother said earlier, create a culture and an identity that puts pride in us as a people so we'll have something to fight for, and we won't be so destructive. You know, let's start to cash in those chips of independence so we don't have to depend on this man who gives us nothing. And finally, you said it happened in Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, you know what? There's a lot of blood from the Trail of Tears in Cincinnati, Ohio. There's a lot of blood of Africans and natives, or we say indigenous, in that place too. So, yeah, you had to cash in for that, Mr. White Man. I'm sorry, but that's what had to happen. You can't keep killing innocents and expect that yours ain't going to feel it too. And if we're too scared to do it, the ancestors will definitely do it for us. They will do it. They will do it. You know, so, I mean, you know, hot topic. It's a it's a hot topic because, like you said, we have these, I like what Chaka says, it's, uh, Negro chips, and I'm replete with them. You know, sometimes my Negro chips keep me up at night. You know, I'll do a park talk and be in the middle of the night like, damn, did I go too far? Did I? You know, Negro chips, right. we really have, it's a real thing, and it's not unfounded. It's not unfounded. We have suffered psychological, physical, economic reprisals for just free expression and free thought, for being dissatisfied with our current situation and saying, hey, I'm willing to examine any and every option to free myself from oppression. That is literally a crime. To explore, to think, we're scared to think too deeply about freedom. They've given us parameters to think in, and you say, man, you know, what about so-and-so? You know, what about shaving the cat at midnight and running around a railroad track? Nigga, that's too far. You're going too far. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this you point, know, you know. Every time you think about your freedom, you think about your freedom, you're going to add one of them. <laughs> uh, I said, it's so that? sad. Every time, I said it's sad because every time we think about being free, we feel the need to add them to the equation. You know, I want to be free. Yeah. It's not that I'm racist. I'm just saying. You know. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. Or when we talk about being free, even if you're just discussing it, say you're just discussing right. it, and the brother say, hey, what about guns? Hey, man, that's too far. You, they've given us yeah. the parameters to, right. to think in. We still try to win our freedom, like you said, being polite and being working within certain guidelines. When you know, when you talk about freedom, nothing should be off the table. So I use the cat thing as an example. Any and everything should be open to looking into to see the feasibility in it and the reality of of, of it uh, really working in your favor. I don't think anything should be dismissed by an oppressed people. But when you live in a condition where, when you live in a place where you're completely dependent on your oppressor for everything, yeah, it is a little intimidating to not only, you know, just to, not just to think about freedom, but shit, Lord forgive you if you express the idea of it and calling other black people to, hey, you know, and maybe we can be free if we put a little more pressure here or cut back there or got a little angry in this department, man, man, you know. Man, look, I just got it's a brand real. new car, man. They miss my, you gonna mess my car up. I just got a brand new car. Mess my payment, man. You gonna make my my credit go up, man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> my my insurance gonna go up messing with you. And it's hey, sad, man. It's real, okay. but it's sad. And even and even the, the delivery. Let me tell you something, man. You know, and I'm speaking about me right now. Y'all on this radio, y'all hear me. I'm not gonna speak soft and timid and controlled and intelligent, reasonable, because I am pissed off okay i am pissed off i am passionately pissed off at the result of what's happening to my people and i have a right to be pissed off and i think it's far time that we stop you know a hundred years ago or so you had to laugh in a barrel if you saw a white man coming at you down the street that's why they say oh you're a barrel of laughs because you had to you know i could be talking to my friend but if we laughed in front of a white man he could be taken as a disrespect and i could be killed so I had to bury my head in a in a barrel and laugh and come up straight face. You know, I wasn't allowed to have an expression. We weren't allowed to look in their eyes. We weren't allowed to talk above a whisper in the presence of white people because we didn't want to be seen as a threat. Our sisters had to wrap their hair because their natural beauty was too much for them to handle. It is time to stop playing by all of their rules. You ain't got to go. We, wow. we, we do only ones. Two, three hundred pounds. You've been working out. You've been in jail 22 years. You've been working out every day of the year. You're the biggest thing ever. And they come in to take you to the, the death chamber, and you walk in quietly and silently with your head up, right. your chest out, and your shoulders back, proud, on the way to the gallows. Man, you're supposed to be kicking and screaming. That nigga alone. Look, let's just let, lock the cell and let him die in the cell. Let's go get another nigga, Phil. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to be saying. You know? Every time you see yeah. on TV, they come and raid, and, and, and you're looking all scared. He's just walking to get hung. No, we fought back, and we got to have that same energy when we're talking about what we're dealing with. There's no rules to this. You ain't got to speak at a certain tone. You ain't got to say a certain word. You ain't got to not cuss. Hell. But what you got to do is let these crackers know that we are sick and tired, and let these Negroes understand you don't have to fight. It is your right. I'm telling my black brothers and sisters, it is your right not to fight oppression. But it is not your right to stand in my way when I go for that oppression. Let's make wow. that clear. Wow, okay. Shoot. But say that, brother. 
That's where we got to twist it. You don't want to fight. You want to stay. You want to pick cotton. Look, I'll give you my bag. You can pick some more cotton. Do you. I'm out. I'm not going to do it no more. And those who feel like us should not feel ashamed. And you probably will be the only one in the room. But trust me, my maroon brothers and sisters, there's a lot of us in the bushes all around the swamp. We just ain't met up yet. Right. Come on. There's a lot of us in the swamps and in the bushes. We just haven't seen each other yet. So you're not alone. Right. I heard that. Absolutely. But you know what? I'm sorry. Go ahead, McKay. No, I was just, I just said absolutely. I, you know, I, I agree. And, um, you know, I, I know that people have a tendency to look at, at our passions. And, you know, and, and they, they want to say, you know, or they tend to say it's too much. It's too much. Like you had mentioned earlier, Yanga, you know, there's nothing that should be off the table. At this point, um, because we are trying to, we're, we're clawing for our very, our, our very existence. And actually, you know, in, imperialism and, and this whole colonial system is clawing for its, its existence at the same time. And that's why we have mm-hmm. to understand that it's important for us to, you know, it's important for us to fight for it because they're fighting for their lives at the same time. While we fighting for ours, that's why they're fighting for theirs. So we have to be that much more diligent about being free. You know, we got to be that much more adamant about getting free. You know, and and I understand that everything that we learn is learned, you know, even before we get here. Before we get here, we're indoctrinated. You know, we 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 already, you know, bending for the system before we get here. So when we get here, we we well on our way, but at the point the point at which you start to the point at which you start to lose those chains, you know, and those chains start to be freed from your mind, you you have to, you know, you have to forge through, and that's why it's so important to have the the community for it, you know. Shaka says a lot of us just haven't met up yet. A lot of us have. You know, some of us have come across right. each other, and right. if we don't, if we don't express that message, and if we don't, like, in the presence of you two brothers, I know that I'm safe to say whatever it is that's on my mind about this colonial situation, whatever's going on in the world, I'm not, you know, and I think it's important that we that we push that when we see a glimmer of of that type of energy in somebody else that's around us, when we see a glimmer of it, it's important that we push that notion that we have we have a right to be free and we have to push it in every, you know, in all the spaces we can, as much as we can, as passionately as we can to help develop and inform them that much more so that they push it when they get around other right. people because they have a sphere of influence as well. So, it, you know, it's something that we just, like, I, I just agree. I agree wholeheartedly. You have to be, you know, you got to be strong with your message. And you have to be willing to, you know, you have to be willing to put it on the table. And exactly. And make don't, sense. Don't fall for the okey Yeah, make sense of the situation. But, 
don't make so much sense that you talk yourself out of, you know, talk yourself yeah. out of actually doing something about your situation. Yeah. Like Dr. Dr. Jeffries says, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, the Bible always says, don't get caught in the paralysis of analysis. Hmm. Okay. Mm. You know, and that's what mm. you got to understand. Don't get caught in that where you get paralyzed. You're so smart that you're dumb, like the old folks say. You're so smart, you're stupid. Okay. <laughs> you ain't worth so nothing. Smart. You're smart. Yeah, absolutely. You know I'll thank yourself, boy. I'll thank yourself. Hey, but, you know, you said yeah, something exactly. about, I mean, Makeda was talking about passion, and you were talking about what got you pissed. I think that goes into the next point you wanted to bring in, man. What's up with that statue? Oh, man. Okay, so in a, in a Bristol, Bristol, there is a statue that the Black Lives Matter has had erected in place of a statue that was torn down of a slave trader or slaveholder. Okay, so now the statue is of a black woman with her beret on, pretty much in Black Panther attire, you know. She's got a fist up. And, and this statue is put there, and there's mixed feelings. I personally don't like the idea. And let me be clear, I don't not like it because it's a woman. That has nothing to do with it. I don't like the idea that the Black Lives Matter movement, which clearly is a movement that is not about black liberation, it is not about the black family, and it damn sure is not about the black man at all. You know, that, that, that statue should be put there because that's their conquest. That's not our conquest. That doesn't speak to us. You know, that speaks to them and their agenda. And, I'm, you know, again... I, we, we always get these groups that hijack black pain and black misery, like the Communist Party, like the White Socialist Party, the White Workers Parties, and all of different groups. Now you have this group, Black, black Lives Matter. And, then, and be clear, the term, we shouted it, Black Lives Matter. It's a slogan that fit the moment. Like back in the days, people said black power, and they was not down with the black power movement. They said all power to the people, and they wasn't joining the Black Panther Party. You know what I mean? It was, they said we shall overcome and didn't even agree with Martin because it was slogans that expressed the moment of struggle. So let's be clear. Everybody yelling that does not agree with Black Lives Matter. But this statue is, is a clear sign of this agenda to push this ultra-feminine card and erase black masculinity. Like there, so 100 years from now, they said they wanted to tear down those statues because the Confederate statues, the racist statues, reminded them of the history of racism So a hundred years from now That statue will say that the only person that fought for African anything Was the black woman Which will coincide with this image of the black man As being shiftless, childlike No good and useless And you know we all know that that's not the answer To separate the black man and woman That it takes a family to do this And we have to fight together So yeah I'm totally against that statue Totally against it um, I think that that goes back to us, us talking about the oppression Olympics last week, and you know the the separation, or the not not necessarily the separation, but the competitiveness that right. you know they try to create between black women and black men, and how that you know how that looks when they use um, they use certain narratives to. To imply, you know, well, the black woman is the the most um, the most educated and the most, you know, this that and successful and you know whatever that they they keep trying to push, which 
again, it helps to alienate and, and puts a wedge between the relations of black women right. and black men. Um, I definitely see what you're saying with regard to that, you know, and I, I and again, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't subscribe to feminism on any level. I don't subscribe to what they call, you know, a lot of sisters call womanism because it's just the black version of, you know, feminism. And again, it places us in a position where we're in opposition of each other, not recognizing that we have a unified struggle, that there's a unified struggle that we face. And none of the things, none of none of these, uh, I can't even call Black Lives Matter institution. It's, you know, none of these ideas, these concepts, shit, because it ain't even right. real. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing, there's nothing tangible right. about it. They're not doing anything. So, um None of these things are even, you know, none of them are actually putting forth any effort toward our struggle as a unified, as a unit, you know, and not even for what they call themselves representing of us. You know, black women are not represented in Black Lives Matter either. You know, why be the face of some people that you don't have anything to do with? For real, you know, why you know, even allow that? Exactly. And I tripped exactly. off of the fact that, you know, that was the that was the the uh, statue that they put up was that at once right. that was hugged up with the pig on the on the stairs, posing as some kind of militant, you know, whatever. And I was like, damn, really? Ain't that that? <laughs> ain't that the one? Right, it's just like a, <laughs> you know. And you know, if, mm. if people don't understand like this. Black Lives Matter, people talk about the funder, the, the, the white guy, I forgot his name, who put up the money. George but it Soros. is a white trans... Right, right, exactly. But but he's just the funder, the financier, the, the mm-hmm. founder and of the And he funds a lot of different, a lot of different yeah, organizations. A lot of groups, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's just a philanthropist. He, he throws money wherever. He don't, I don't think mm-hmm. he even have a stance. You know what I mean? But because uh, some of the places that I've done the research that he supports... Or in contradiction to other things he supports, so I think he just wants right, to go because, down as the because that's the, what the he pleasure. is confused. Right, exactly. He causes confusion. So then you look mm-hmm. at this 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 transgender white girl, and and it sounds funny saying, "I'm sorry, transgender white girl." It's a white woman who wants to be a man who dresses like a man. Okay, this person is a longtime member of the Revolutionary Communist Party, and it is this person who instilled this this ideology of separation and division into the founders. They were tutelaged by this person. So this goes back to, you know, deeper and deeper and deeper as the world goes on. And again, it is just more anti-African agenda. You know, the base of the black community and our black liberation is the black family. As tattered as we may be, as dysfunctional as we may be, the family is the key to our survival. And anything that threatens that, including us, has to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what saddens me about the whole thing. You know, first about the statue, um, I'm like you. Me, me personally, I think if it's a universal statue that's agreed upon, I don't have a problem with it being a black woman. I agree with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, it being their represent, representation of struggle and 
freedom fighting or this and that. You know, generally, I don't because of the the, the station I hold the black woman. I mean, it, I, I think it speaks to life. So if it was a generally accepted, a black woman would be cool because from her all mother come. You know, if we had a brother. I know what black men who supposed to represent, but shit, we don't know if they brother had a white woman somewhere along the way. We know from that black women, black, black life came. So, but mm-hmm. with them, no. Also, what's up with that, that sister they use? Why is she popping up in the weirdest places? Everything that has question to it, the, the whole fake revolutionary thing she popped <laughs> up, and now she's the muse, I guess, for the artist mm-hmm. of that statue or baby. You know, what's up with her? Who is she? Yes, you know, you know actually, that in itself was great. Just, huh? They are paid actors. I, I did the research. They're just actors, you know, out-of-work okay. actors who were paid to go out there and do this because she has that look, you know. If you remember the movie Dead Presidents, remember Dead Presidents, the movie? Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. You know, that, that yeah. same look, that, that's that look, you know, the afro, the slim, the look, and, and she has that same look. So she just aced it because yeah. she looks like the role. Yeah. Which is it's crazy. That's, because yeah, our, that's our struggle has been reduced to a, a particular look. I guess if you don't look like that, you're not real. I don't know. You know, another thing, man, that, that has troubled me, I don't know if you heard in Louisiana, uh, the NFAC, and I think members of the New Black Panther Party and others were there in some kind of rally, and a shooting took place. Now, it is rumored that the shooting was not an accident, and some say it was. That's that's really not neither here nor there. I'm not getting into all that. But what disturbed me is just before the show, I'm you know I like to do my last minute research, and I'm scanning through the vibe, and I see this meme, of, from the movie Hust- uh, Takers at the end when they had the shootout, and it's got Chris Brown who's standing up with his gun shooting back, and it says this is the NFAC, and it's got the other guy, the actor I forgot his name hiding behind the couch, quivering, and it said, this is Crystal Muhammad and her MBPP formation. All right? Come on, y'all. Like, really, this is uh, not the time for that. Yeah, this is uh, this, this is definitely, definitely uh, not the time, you know, to, for y'all to be pointing fingers. Look, wow. mm-hmm. I, you know, it's the perfect you're all over there, right, you, you all were there, whatever happened, happened. Own up to it like real soldiers do. It was on your watch. I had a young girl die on my watch. We didn't kill her when I was in the Black Panther Party, but we were the people who brought the people to that community that day. So no matter what, her death is on our watch, and it is less than honorable to to skip around it or point fingers at each other. Look, shit happens, fix it. Make sure it doesn't happen again. And if it was something done to you from an outside source, get your people on it, get to the bottom of it, expose it, and deal with it so that no one else attempts Shock. to do it again. That's what soldiers do. Man, this is – and look, I'm I'm about to make a lot of you guys pissed at me. So you'll stop pointing things at each other, pointing at your anger. I'm about to make y'all pissed. It's the perfect time for a lot of y'all Negroes. I think my brother and comrade Shaka hit on it earlier. You know, talking about when he said, you know, targeting the hood. We're going to go clean up the hood. It's easier to fight yourself. You don't want to address right. the problem. You don't want to address that it may have not have been an actual a- accidental fire, that you may have been under attack. You under attack and y'all imploding. Y'all, y'all point fingers and y'all been openly attacked. Ha, ha. 
You're cowardly. It's easy for we've been trained to fight one another. This is what we do when adversity right. comes on. We panic and we, we, we turn into a Goma Power Brigade. We start bumbling and fumbling and pointing the finger and this is the booger, 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 and still under attack. Therefore, Enemy five, one cool, shot. Yeah. One shot got all of y'all scrambling and pointing fingers. But you're a black military. One shot got you doing this. It, that's too simple, man. I'm disappointed. That was way too easy. Man. And it speaks to a true nature. It is, it's, it's, look, be pissed at me. It's cowardly. It's cowardly. It ain't nothing to fight us. We've been fighting us all our lives. We know what to expect. Exactly. More ignorance and bullshit. But to face a, a unknown, an enemy that you know, but yep. to face his wrath full on and not knowing the full extent of his wrath scares you. You're cowardly. Okay, who is it? Take it how you want to take it. It's a punk-ass move. Let's go to the phone lines real quick. We got somebody calling in. But that's my, you know, that's my take on yeah, man, that's each other. That, yeah, that, that's yeah. crazy, man. At a time like this. Caller, your mic, your mic is open. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see your number, but I hope you heard the beep. <laughs> that's okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, oh, that's, uh, okay. I I think I think at some point, I think at some point, you know, we got to say that they're better at that they're at this point in time they're better at this than we are. And I'm talking about our adversaries or our enemies. They're better. I mean, when you got two groups who's supposed to be paramilitary going out and shooting at each other and talking about. I mean, there's got to be some white people in a room somewhere laughing their ass off. Like, this is just too easy. I mean, busting a stitch. <laughs> busting a stitch. they got to be. Because if I was them, I would be laughing my ass off. But I think yeah. so is, is really, we, we have to understand that because there's a, because, you know, it's, Every single one of our organizations, especially from the 60s up till today and even before, they've all been infiltrated. When, when, the, when the Freedom of Information Act came out and they were, all the documents are coming out, they were all infiltrated. Infiltrating our organization is easy and it's cheap. It's easy and it's cheap. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just... So at some point we're gonna to to say, okay, look, the game that trying to play that game has just not worked. And I think Absolutely. we have to understand that at this point, that at this point, this is a thinking man's game. This is a thinking man's war. So all of the old, a lot of the, a lot of the old tactics. They're just not going to work. Absolutely, absolutely. We got to come up. I mean, I, you know, and I want to. I want to add with the brother and, well, and, let's, and let's, Shaq. I definitely want you to go ahead, brother. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, no. I kind of just. I, I, let me first. Is the brother finished before I even say anything? So, are you, is this, are you finished? Because I wanted to hear his whole thought first. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, I was just saying, like. I, I hear what you're saying. Infiltration is a part of the war, and it's always going to be a part of the war. 
whatever war you're fighting. If you're a rap group, somebody's going to infiltrate you from another rap group. That's how they do it. You know, it doesn't matter. So you got to calculate that into your strategy. I don't really have a problem with a show of strength. If it is a disciplined show of strength, a genuine show of strength, and, and, a, and a show of strength that's going to get us something. I'm not with just going out there looking tough, you know. I believe that there is a space. We say the old way. You got to remember, in the 60s, we had both things going on. You had programs. You had people on the political front. You had people organizing the colleges. And then you had soldiers out there with their rifles answering the call to other things. So I think all things are necessary. However, what we have to not allow ourselves to get caught up in is the the, the, the Messiah complex. Like, I'm going to be shocked. going to save all y'all. So do what I say. Because this is going to get you out of here. No. Shaka plays a role in a bigger picture. And Shaka has to understand his role and perfect his role. And I don't care how how astute you are, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen on your watch. That's the bottom line. And I'm more I'm not disappointed that someone got shot. I don't care if a cracker shot them or if they shot themselves. I don't really care about that. What really got my goat is that you went, you got reduced to pointing at each other. Oh, I ain't do it. He did it. I ain't do it. He did it. It was them. It wasn't me. Now y'all in the room snitching. You know, you broke the G code. You went out on a maneuver. Something happened. Keep your mouth shut. Don't say nothing. Ooh. Handle it internally. Try it again later. You see what I'm saying? I that's that's you know, my biggest I, thing. Well, who are we fooling? That's what I, that's, that's what I really want to ask. Who is it that we're fooling? A, a brother well, just I don't got think, shot. I don't Texas. think we're fooling. Bro- no, hold on. I, yeah. Hold on. Okay. A brother just got shot in Texas the other day. Mm-hmm. We're marching, or these brothers are marching with guns. Right. Good. To show what? Right, but that's exactly what I'm saying. They're still shooting us. It, what, what? What are you? Sh- Listen, let me t- let me tell you the difference. <laughs> you can either go out and you can show, and you can march up and down the street with guns and chant and say a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah. Or everybody can stay in their house, and the mm-hmm. cop who shot the brother, nobody knows where he is. What happened to him? I don't right. know. Maybe he ran off he, with a woman or something. Maybe he ran off true, with a woman. Maybe, maybe, maybe he did. I don't know. I heard he was on drugs. You know, right, maybe right. he went he got into a drug. No. That's the difference. One is real and the other is not. Because And again, I, 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 I have to disagree. I, I just don't know I who we're fooling with this. I think, you know what it is, like, I, I've been. A, have you ever been a? Well, I know I've been part of civil disobedience and other forms of resistance. And I don't think one is more real than the other. I think if it's done by people who don't know what they're doing, it can be easily done wrong. If you don't understand, like, if someone is shot in our neighborhood, we we can't just be like, well, they marched out there with guns and they didn't kill anybody, so they're not real. No, they didn't follow their action all the way. So they got yeah, no yeah, result not, on any yeah. level. You know what I'm saying? They got no result on, and I'm not defending them. By the way, let me be clear. Let me let me let me rewind. I'm not defending any of these jokers, because as far as I'm concerned, they all fronting. Let me just keep it real. And I'm not saying they fronting like they're not men or they're not hard or they're not tough. 
they're fronting because they're not attaching their movements to people, to the people. There's no program mm-hmm. behind their movement. There's there's right. no agenda behind their movement. So that's the only that's my flaw with that. So what I'm saying Absolutely. is when you have an agenda, when you have an we, agenda attached to your movement, then you have a movement, and it's not just a show. Because there are people out right. there. Right. So to what end do you do what you do? Right. Exactly. And then like what? people say, well, we don't do that. But then you got people, and I, I don't mean to be long, but you got people who are, who will say, well, I'm not with that. I'm with this. Then I will say to them, well, what to what end is your voting going to help me? To what end is your approach going? Because all the approaches I see out here are really in vain, because they all stop short of of really demanding something. That's me personally. Right. But if you're going to do something, do it fully. Right. We have to understand what is the what is the purpose of all of this activity. What is the purpose? What what's the result? Okay, but all, my question is, what is the purpose activity? of the other? That, that, all right, so what is what is the purpose? They don't I'm have a purpose, gonna... obviously, because they didn't reach it. They don't have a purpose. Let's... Now, what it should be, if I was we... there, or what what I know from my education, if we're gonna go out there with guns, we're gonna boom. We let them know. Look, all right, you kill one of ours. We are here to let you know we're not gonna have that, and that we demand X Y Z to happen. And if it don't happen, well, we're gonna liberate okay. this area right now because. We have these guns. We're not going anywhere until we get what we want. There's going to be a standoff. There's going to be a situation. And there's going to be a community teaching so that the rest of the community understand it's not just us. It's all of us. But that's an organized front. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, like, we, not to defend that. I, I, we are at a severe disadvantage. And, what and the, the strategy needs to reflect that. We are at a severe disadvantage. We are not even at the point where we should be going out, where we should really be going out the way I see it, where we should be going out with guns on our back, yelling and screaming. We're not, we're no, we're at a disadvantage. The strategy must reflect what is going on out here, the position that we're really in. Okay. So what would your strategy be? What would your strategy be? The strategy must reflect. If I if I if I drop out of a of a helicopter in Vietnam and I'm surrounded by Viet Cong, that is not the time for me to. I must be very very strategic. I got to look around and find out where I am, what kind of dialogue you're so talking. My question is, my question. I I like the question Shaka had. What would be your your because I agree to a degree. But the more that you talk, the the more that I'm disagree with where you're going. So I am curious as okay. to hear, you know, what your what what strategy would you what strategy would you would propose? I would propose a strategy that I wouldn't say on this on this line. But what I would say is that, and I, and I think that's that that's another part of the problem. We 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 all not not phone or me or anything. But when we try to do something, we, we run off at the mom I'm like, why would you say this? Like, you got this dude out here running with guns, talking this and that and the other thing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what what is going what? on here? Why are you let, let, What would your strategy be? nothing's happening. Let me jump in here real quick because I, I heard the brother say that, you know, definitely one that wouldn't be said on, on the live. And I can agree with those strategies. Those strategies have to take place. At the same time, a revolution has two things. I want to address three issues, and I'll be brief. One, that one right there. In revolution, there's an above ground and underground. 
you must have an above ground apparatus to articulate your what you're doing or the enemy will the propaganda machine will portray you as a criminal to the masses of people and it's always about the people i said all that to say is you got to have some people rapping your game explaining what the hell y'all doing so they don't make all of us look like we bad guys you know what i'm saying that's one secondly uh i'm in agreement with you when you say we need to stop playing. I think that's the difference. When you look at their military machine, when you look at their defense forces, it is really about their survival. So, therefore, they're training about that. A lot of times we are playing. A lot of groups that go out there are playing. It's costumery. It's buffoonery. It's sensationalism. It's all of those things, but what it needs to be. Thirdly, understanding what the purpose of all of that is, is it is a deterrent. When the Panthers in the 60s and the Deacon of Defense did those things, they had institutions they were defending. They were defending the free breakfast program, the refurbishing, the shoe refurbishing program, all of these things. We were defending institutions that that led us in the direction of uh, independence, self-sufficiency, self-determination, and, and, and all the like. Uh, that's that. So what the armed demonstration is saying is this, brother. It's saying when done seriously. You know, despite the shooting on nine, it's saying we are the, the are deep. They are because they're exercising the Second Amendment rights. First of all, we're going to say it's not a revolutionary action. We as revolutionaries understand right. that is not a revolutionary action. That is a citizen protest, revolt. They are uh, expressing their dissatisfaction and disgruntlement with the system within the boundaries of the system. Second Amendment rights, they exercise their Second Amendment rights through their First Amendment rights, peaceful protest and assembly and freedom of speech, yada, yada, yada. But they are saying this prayerfully. Uh, what I would be saying is that this is a deterrent. If your system, since we're operating within your system with our amendment rights, if your system doesn't up the level of punishment for the crime of killing black people, meaning we don't want no more slap on the wrist from your system. It should be death penalty. It should be life, whatever, automatic. It should be hate crime, automatic. If your system fails to protect us, then within your um, declaration of independence, you know, it says that the citizens have a right, if the government is unable or willing to protect the citizens, citizens have a right to overthrow. In fact, it is their responsibility to overthrow that government replacement with a government that will. You know, paraphrasing. So this, all of this is symbolic patriotism operating within the whole f function of that. So that's that. Now let me say this, and, I, and I'm ended. Looking at opposition, opposition has always been fucked up, brother. Always. We're always going to be outnumbered, outgunned, outmanned, everything, because we're Africans in a foreign land. That's, that's automatic. What we have to realize, though, is not buy into the individualism. Our struggle is not... I'm a black nationalist, so I fight with black people here, but I'm a revolutionary Pan-Africanist. I understand that revolution will encompass all oppressed people, and Pan-Africanism will encompass all people of color. We do have nations. Once it kicks off here, brother, those people that are not content with America, that have a bone to pick, and those people that sincerely care for us will begin to raise a clamor. We have to stop looking at ourselves as really being citizens of America, and this is some civil war we're fighting. Right? This is an international human rights struggle. And believe me, you, if this shit kicks off right, the international world will get involved. But here's my thing, and I agree with you there. I agree with you there as far as this is international. I, 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 I agree wholeheartedly. What I'm saying is that 
before we even show. Like Second Amendment right, of course. Everybody should go out and, and, and be and, and, and be armed if they want to. And that should be that should be a key part of any resistance, right? You gotta arm yourself. But before we go out there showing, I think there's a lot of stuff. Yes, and you said that we're in a bad position. We are in a bad position. And we are Yes, we are in a bad position. And they can outmaneuver us in a lot of ways, but they should never outthink us. They should never outsmart us. That should never happen. It, that should never be allowed to happen. Can, can, I, add it? can I add on? Be, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. No, but what's your brother finish? I'm sorry. I, thought, I don't want to interrupt. Go ahead. So, so, so that's all I'm saying. I think one of the things... One of the things that that we don't seem to do, I mean, you can tell just by the way things happen that there were no real closed-door meetings behind this stuff. You can tell there was no real thought behind it or what is, you know, what are you trying to, what are you trying to achieve by doing this? You know, going out pumping your chest, I got no, I got no, I, 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 I got no interest in that. My interest is in winning. Period. Can I, can I say if something? You, if you got to come, and, and, if you got to come, if you got to come among me and people that I'm with, you wouldn't see a whole lot of guns out back. You wouldn't know who was who. It would be like the Viet Cong. Remember the troops went over there and they were getting blown up because they didn't know who was who. People were just walking around right. like. Hey, in these towns and villages, they didn't know. Hey, right. you know, and next thing you know, they're getting blown up. They're like, "What is going on?" They didn't know what was going on. Why? Because it's, I, I think because I think like the, the enemy was smarter right. and more clever than them. Let, they didn't let need to show They didn't need to walk around with a uniform on. Let let I, 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 I want to hear what Shaka has to let say about this. Right All right, one. Let's 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 be historically correct. The United States military has never outsmarted any military in the existence of this military. They've responded, adapted, and overcame. The, the wins in Vietnam was because the Vietnamese demoralized the American troops and made them want to go home because a man fighting for his home is a lot different than a man imported to fight. I want to stop there. Now, realistically, man, I'm 51 years old. Thank God. I've been fighting hardcore since I was 18. I've had the pleasure and the, and the honor to sit up under some of the strongest men and women that this nation has. And I've witnessed one thing over and over again. I'm going to go instant by instant. Maybe you do remember 98, the Million Youth March in New York City. Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad. When that thing happened, it was a lot to go there. People fought it all the way. It happened. The police issued a threat that they were going to shut it down. Khalid assured that that wasn't going to happen. When the police came, we, the young people there, and different organizations, all got men and women, band together, and we fought the police, fist to cuff, to not allow them to come in there and violate our people. We, we put ourselves in the way. And the next morning, I heard the same thing. Oh, man, y'all wasn't organized. That's not how you do it. It's not. So how do we do it? Because, like, I'm confused. George Zimmerman is still walking around. So where is this underground mysterious apparatus 
that's going to answer all these ills. You know, the killers are still walking around. So the above ground can't do it, and, and, and everybody criticizes the above ground. Now, I'm not defending the NFAC or the NBPP, but I have to give them a quarter of kudos for at least being there. We can tighten up the rest of that shit, but at least they were there. Where is the other half? Where There's a newspaper that comes out every day. I, I don't see the list of bodies that are being found in the newspaper. I don't see the revolutionary responses that I see in other countries. You know what I mean? So let's, let's be realistic about it. We have no underground militant apparatus. We prefer it, but we don't have a revolutionary militant response to a onslaught that's happening to us. So with that being said, we have to fight from the parameters that we are in, which right. we are in the parameters of self-defense. So since we are in the parameters of self-defense, we have to tighten up our self-defense and, like the brother said earlier, create a propaganda machine that will explain the acts of self-defense so they are not criminalized, so that we can't say. The myth about us being totally outnumbered and out it's not true. You 80% of the military. Maybe if you stopped agreeing with them so much, they would have a less military. You make up 63% of the nation's law enforcement. Black people do. Brown people. Red people. Asian people. Everybody but white people. How can white people be the minority and be a declining population yet outnumber everybody? It's impossible. Right. But because of, a, because of a propaganda machine, ultimately one of the greatest on the earth, it keeps pushing that image and we keep biting off into it. We keep feeding into it. So I want us, if we're going to go forward and talk about this, I've been there, man. I've been in situations as an individual where we had to go fist to cuff with the police department because we didn't just say you're not going to put your hands on us. We meant it. We meant it. And we went fist to cuff with them more than once. No guns, fist to cuff. And it's these same ultra-black radicals Oh, y'all shouldn't have fed into it that way. You should have did it this way. You should have. So where are you? That's my question. Where are these groups? Okay, don't talk to me because I'm in a radio show right now. I'm in the room. Don't have a conversation with me. But I want to see the outcome. I don't. I never met nobody from the Irish Republican Army, but I can point out the outcome. I never met a member of the Hamas, but I can point the outcome of Hamas. Where is the American outcome to the American onslaught of the American Negro? That's what I want to know. Later for the criticism, show me the results. Show me the money. I can show you the attempts. Show me the money. We're saying the same thing. I'm, I'm asking. I'm the not same saying question. we are. But I'm saying. I, but it's no, not me. You keep saying it. Right. But you. Okay. So I'm, maybe I'm clear because you said earlier, and I don't want to turn it to a personal discussion, but you said that these maneuvers are need to be. They're outdated. So I'm saying, where because, are the newer moves, and what are the what are the? You said they can't be talked about on the phone, which leads me to believe one thing. And if that's what we're saying, the same thing, fine. But I, I want to see it. I don't want to talk about it no more. That's just me, brother. They can tell you I'm like that. I don't want to talk about it no more. I want to see it. Show me, because we always saying that, but I, I have yet to see it. So these these groups like the NFAC become relevant when true military revolution, true armed struggle. Is absent, so that's I'm, I'm leaving it at that, and then turn the show off. I don't want to make this the shocker show. I'm sorry, pardon me. Well, very great points. Definitely not. 
That was my, you know, and I had a whole lot to say to that. He said that. I just want to add to that because that, man, that was very well put. That And 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 I'm saying like what y'all are saying, brother, you know, to look at these, these groups are operating within a parameter. When, when, if they're, they're, most of these people at these demonstrations are legal, I mean, are registered legal gun-toting uh, members of society, meaning they haven't broken any law and infraction. They can legally tote their guns. So they can own, they're only going to operate within a parameter. You're not going to see no dynamic revolutionary action at any of those <clears throat> functions or any dynamic revolutionary action coming out of anything working within the legal parameters. That's not revolution. So what it is is just good for what it should be, inspirational, motivational, uh, it should serve as I would if it was more organized as a deterrent as saying you know legal black people legalized citizens of your so-called America are armed and willing to defend themselves. So if the legal citizens are armed and willing to defend themselves, you can imagine what us goons about to do, shout. And that's all that's about. That's all that's about. Those are legal. So-called citizens that have the rights to tote arms, and they're showing you they're disgruntled about the condition of black people and police brutality. All of that is within the Black Lives Matter. The same way Black Lives Matter protests, and uh, now the National Organization of Women, and AIM, the American Indian Movement, and all of these other organs. That's what that is. Lump that. That isn't a revolution. That isn't the Viet Cong. That isn't you know. And so I think we have, like you said, you said it earlier. We have to look at the real situation to put them, you know, we, we, we make them the Bolsheviks. You know what I'm saying? We make them Fidel and Castro and them. That ain't none of that shit. None of that. So if we're looking for those outcomes to come from that, man, already, your scale is misweighted. Mm-hmm. So, Makeda, you've been silent the whole thing. What do you think about all of this? Look, I'm I'm listening to <laughs> I'm listening to this, and, and you know, oh man. So my thoughts are: I don't, I don't really listen to the, or I don't really allow to weigh heavily the idea that we are um, we're outnumbered or out, out, whatever. You know, we're in a position because. I think about it like Shock and I have, have spoken about so many times. You put uh, a threatened or wounded animal, you put his back against the wall, and he's going to come out fighting, regardless of what, what happens. And <clears throat> we have a motivation. We have something that, that's driving us. You know, we're fighting for our existence. They are fighting to stay in control, and they haven't been challenged, you know. So I look at things from that perspective, you know. I, I know things look, things tend to look bleak because you're you're talking about a military, you know, versus the people, but that's what revolutions are made of. That's what revolutions are made of, you know, um, people finding the will and the strength and the power to actually move in their favor. And I don't think that this is any, 
you know, I don't think that ours is any exception. Honestly, I just don't. And if it were, we wouldn't have fought so many times before. The, the numerous times that we've had uh, rebellions and we've had these these skirmishes with uh, white power, and we've you know we've actually come out of it on top, but we've come out of it free. And we had you know we we found some issues with that. You know, we still we still fight that battle too. That's pro, that's protracted as well. Um, but I just don't look at this from a you know from the perspective that I didn't understand. Well, I didn't understand whether the brother was saying our our strategy needs to reflect that we're outnumbered or that we're you know something. Is is bigger than us, and we need to and we need to somehow compensate. You know, no, no. no. Can I clarify? Yes, please. Okay, so when I said that we're we're at a severe disadvantage, I didn't say that to mean that that's some kind of demoralizing statement. Or something that we're that the situation is so dire that we there's no way we can come out of it or anything like that. I said that's mm-hmm. just to say, okay, this is the situation we're in. Now let's think our way out of it. Get behind closed doors, start picking apart the problem, start putting together the requirements for a solution, and let's start to think of a solution for all of these things. To me, it's just that simple. I, I don't see it as a dire situation. We're going to have to think our way out of this. And yes, there's going to have to be a part of it that may be, you know, physical or guns or something, but we got to think our way out of this. And we can do it. We we can do it. If we can if we can just calm ourselves down and work with each other and these work across these groups and and really identify the individual problems and come up with solutions for each one of them, we can do it. So when I said that, I didn't mean to say that there's some, you know, that the overlords are just so so right. more powerful over us. No. I, I got this, we, and, we, and I, Yeah, we can do this. And, and I agree. You know, I agree to I, – I actually, I agree. I agree that, you know, our our position should be that we should be organizing, absolutely, um, at all times. But if organization fails us, you know what I'm saying, I have no doubt that you are gonna you know, you gonna back us into that corner and we're definitely still gonna come out fighting and we're still going to come out, you know, because I don't really I, I definitely don't buy that we're outnumbered. I just don't I don't understand how how you can have no, a have not. have a country why we're not outnumbered. Yeah. Well, shoot, I don't even believe we outnumbered here. Honestly, I just don't. You have a country that we're, we're not. We're not. We're not. They had breeding farms and everything else, and and you know, fifteen people in the big house and 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 a hundred on the on the on the plantation. I I don't understand how we end up outnumbered. I just don't get it. But um, even at that, I just you know I feel like. Like I said before, anything with his back against the wall, anything fighting for his existence is fighting 
with a different motivation for its survival. <clears throat> and I think that that just prevails. That you know that that beats all. That beats all. You know. Um, yeah. So that's and that's just my position on that. I you know I I hear you though. I do believe that it is our place to always have a to what end and always have you know always be working and organizing and trying to get everything together. But you have people that quite simply are not trying to work, you know, because they don't get the they don't get the urgency. They don't get the gravity of a lot of this stuff. Even seeing folks, you know, be killed around them, they don't get the they don't get the urgency of putting their petty differences aside. They don't they don't understand what this means to their survival to that extent. They're still emotional. They're still reactionary, you know. So we have to you know, we have to understand that pulling the people in is not necessarily gonna happen. You know. Even when they have even when they have viable uh manpower and force about them, like they don't have the they don't have the the fortitude for organizing. They just that's not what they do. And maybe they just won't have to run out there with their whatever <laughs> however they go. You know what I'm saying? They have they have the force, they have the they have the strength, they have the brute, they don't they're not trying, and and I'm not saying that they're not capable of thinking and organizing, but they don't. They they're not. That's not what they do. That's still not what they do. That's not what they want to do. Maybe that's the better way to put it. That's not what they want to do. So. Right. But you, 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 uh, you're okay, man. No, no, I, I'm just agreeing. And to the brother, I don't want you to think that Brother Shaka is against you. We, this is what Let's Talk About It is about. We talk about it on this radio show, you know. And after we finish talking, oh. we go get a beer, and it's all good. So don't think. I don't want the radio listener to be like, I ain't calling in there because they chew you alive. No, but if you come to Let's Talk About It, be prepared to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we welcome yeah. all the people. I, 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 I agree with that. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, 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 I'm unoffendable. I'm good, 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 good. That. That's a good thing. And that's, I'm not offended that's good. by anything that people <laughs> say to me. Good, 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 good. That's a beautiful thing. But I'm just saying it because we have listeners too, and I don't want the listeners to get the wrong message. We will go toe to toe on this show. We will. This is where the uh, intellectual sparring should take place, so that when we hit the battlefield, we have a better understanding of what we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Absolutely. I didn't hear anything that was out but, of line. I thought we were just having a discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, um, yes. Now, as far as the comment that I made, as far as as far as um, outdated strategies and outdated shows of uh, force and that kind of thing, um, that was just my own personal opinion. That's not really a knock against the people that are out there trying to do something, because at the end of the day, they're trying to do something. Right? They're trying to get something done. Um, right. So it's not really a knock. That's just my own personal, you know, just seeing it mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, like what to what end. Maybe, they're, maybe they got something going on that I don't see. That I don't I know. Get, you that, know what's that's funny. That's quite possibly the case. That's quite possibly the case. But, 
Go ahead. What you say, You know what's Yanger? funny? I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. Please. No, go ahead. It's on you, Yanger. You got the mic. Oh, I think you know what I think is funny is because I actually agree with the brother. Like I said, to a degree, I think that some of the methods mm-hmm. and the things the brothers are doing are antiquated. You know, especially I mean, because everything has to evolve. You, they're trying to recreate or reenact. Uh, certain postures, procedures, and a certain thinking, mm-hmm. you know, um, that the enemy has evolved from. Like, you can't recreate the breakfast program. The enemy saw that, understood their weakness, and they said, okay, you know what? We got to strengthen that weakness. We got to tighten up in the area. Let's start giving free breakfast, right. free lunch. Let's give food stamps. Let's give WIC. You know what I'm saying? We just, so you can't Social services. recreate that, reenact that. It wouldn't have the same effect. It has to evolve as they evolve, as their strategies and their attacks and defenses evolve and strengthen. So do our offenses and defensive have to. And what's happening to me, well, I will agree with the brother, is the brothers and sisters doing those things are reenacting the pictures and the images Absolutely. Of the Panthers and other progressive revolutionary groups yeah. with guns, but not really the substance. You know, they did it right. for a reason where what we see now is just a large reenactment. And it's not for not, and they're not even politically uh, uh, astute enough or have a political agenda enough, or even, I would say, and yeah, I'm coming hard on them because some of them I know personally, or yeah. even enough, yeah. let's say, care enough to get a political agenda or to know what the hell they're talking about. They just want to show up with the fucking guns. So at least at the very least, I'd be on some stuff, like I said earlier, listen, we're citizens, we're exercising our Second Amendment rights through the First Amendment, right, Mm -hmm. da-da-da-da, we want this within the system. Don't come out there pretending to be revolutionary and knowing. You're not going to do anything revolutionary because you don't want to jeopardize the right of you carrying your gun and posing for the nice picture. So quit mm-hmm. pretending you're going to bust a grape in Welch's. I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother, please. Right. right. And, and, and <laughs> I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. This is a show. I mean, they're reenacting something. And I think maybe it's because mm-hmm. I'm in technology, but I think what needs to be, what we need to understand is that when you innovate, innovation is not just for technology. <laughs> innovation is for anything. You can innovate right. in governmental structures. Yep. You can innovate in, you know, so we're all thinking like, you know, uh, there's uh, communism, there's socialism, there's capitalism, and then there's a mix of those, and that's the only forms of governments that could ever be created because that's what we learned in schools. But you can innovate in any way that you want. If you want to innovate in how you, how you, how we do this, or how we get freedom, or how we get liberation, or or how we fight battles, or something, we can innovate to the point where you won't ever see us with a gun. Maybe one of you guys right. have a, have an idea of a way to do things where people don't ever see. They just see us walking around as normal, but stuff is getting done, and nobody knows how it's getting done. You see what I mean? Because we're so innovative and we're so cunning, right? And we're so smart. You know, we're being very smart. So that's my only point. My only point is we got the brain power. And I'm sure that many, you know, even people on, you know, on the line here 
you've been driving one day and thinking about a problem and saying, you know what, maybe we should do something like this. You know what I mean? We all have those ideas. Right, right. They just pop up in our heads, right? <clears throat> and we have them, and then we just kind of put them away, you know, because, you know, everybody's doing things in a certain way. So we shouldn't be following the same pattern and doing things the same as they've been done in the past because those people wouldn't want us to do that. They pass the baton. When you, when somebody passes you a baton, you run. You don't stand there and then look at the person who passed you the baton to try to do what they did. No, you turn your back to them and you run as fast as you can. And so those people that have done that in the past pass the baton to us. We're supposed to turn and run. That means progress. That means innovation, doing things differently, trying to get the result that that they were trying to get, right? trying to get liberation. We're supposed to be running, mm-hmm. not looking back and say, okay, we're going to try to do what they did. They wouldn't want us to do that. Right. Listen, right, right. Paula, I'm going to, I'm going to go to my, I'm going to go to everybody. Cause we're coming in our last five minutes. Hey man, I appreciate you calling dude. Please definitely check us out. You know, the, you yes, know, yes. this field, man, every Tuesday, eight o'clock, you can check us out. We're coming in our last five minutes. So I'm, I'm just, I'm already online. I'm gonna say my pieces and give my deuce. Mama Wakusu, wake up, clean up, king up, queen up, stand up, do the right thing. You know what it is. You know what it is. So with that, I'm gonna say peace and turn the mic over. Hey, this is your brother Shaka Jajaga Shakur, man. Just saying the same thing. Wakusu, man, it's our time. It's our time. Free the land. You know, and uh, we're going to be welcoming home our brother Jalil Muta King real soon, another political prisoner who is now going to be a part of our society and no longer in the dungeons. So free them all. Ahoro, Wakusu. I just want to thank everybody that tuned in tonight um, and, you know, just really appreciate the interaction and, and the dialogue because uh, it's important that, that we get a chance to really hear what's on the minds of the people that are out there and not just put forth our own interpretations or our, our own um, our own dialogue and narrative around what we think is, is going on and actually hear from yeah. the people what, you know, how, how you feel about the thing, how you're feeling about things and, you know, basically having a, having some type of think tank, some type of uh, way to uh, get informed about what's going on, you know, and keeping our finger on the pulse of things as as our issues develop and these concerns of ours uh, come through. We really need to know, and we just really appreciate everybody who shows up and engages, and even those who don't, you know, hopefully you all at some point will want to talk about it, you know. Um, so I just want to wish everybody a good week until we meet each other again, you know, go out, be productive and powerful, and um, I wish you freedom, freedom, peace, and power. Right. Well, who's, no, Makita. Who's Makita? Yeah. No announcement. Yeah. I'm so used to hearing the announcements. Like, no, no, announce, yeah, what happened to announcements? Yeah, you know. What happened? Nothing happening this week? What's going on? Not, you know what? Actually, nothing new from this week. Nothing new. This week from last week, um, I'm 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 probably going to be making some announcements, you know, regarding the school issue, you know, the the um, the 
the homeschool initiative because it's right. a it's a developing and ongoing type of thing and um I'm finding the need we are finding the need to bring more people into this process. So it's you know, that's probably gonna be an announcement soon because we need you know, we're we're seeing where the kids are not quite being served the way they need to be. You know, and not right. you know, not because we're not speaking to, but just because there's more children that we are coming into contact with who are not being served, you know, by the situation that's going on, being that we're dealing with this whole COVID thing. So, you know, that might be something coming up within the next couple of weeks. But no, nothing this week that's any different from last week. We got our news our our um newsletter out, the um the Black Power Blueprint in St. Louis got the newsletter out and they had so many copies um they've put out like beat the pavement and put out uh over 5000 copies so far so right. you know in just a, just a few days with the outreach of you know a small team and a lot of them you know speaking of that whole issue where we're needing uh um more interaction a lot of them are kids who are not in school during the daytime because this thing, this whole thing isn't serving them. But they are out there putting this, this paper out, and they're becoming uh, politically informed as well. So they is, something's is coming way, out of it. Is there any way someone can, like if I wanted to donate or help out the Uhuru movement or NPDUM, is there any way I could, how could I do that? If I want to help your initiative, how, how could I do it as a civilian out here in the, in the world? Any links? Wow. Um, right now, <clears throat> I can only tell you to contact me on Facebook, Makeda Aitanek. Um, okay. You can contact me on Facebook, and I can further give you information about how to do that because it would, you know, it would take some um, linking to other things, you know, that I don't have gotcha, right here gotcha. on hand. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. But oh, that's good. All right. So, Wakusu, everybody. And uh, like like she said, have a good week, man. And look out for each other. I want to say that definitely. Y'all watch each other's back out there, man. You know, let's take care of one Absolutely. another. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. We're gonna say that, man. Well, let Nas take us yeah. home. No doubt. All I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front My face on the front page, only if I had one gun One girl and one crib, one God to show me how to do things His son did pure, like a cup of virgin blood Mixed with 151, one sip will make a nigga flip Writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit Mad violence, who I'm gon' body this hood politics Acknowledge it, leave bodies chopped up in garbage Seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us Police watch us, roll up and try knocking us One knee I duck, could it be my time is up With my love, I got up The cops shot again, bust out glass Burst, a fiend drops a Heineken Ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in Blacking out, I shoot back Fuck getting hit, this is my hood I'm a rat, to the death of it, so everybody Come on, little niggas, it's grown Hood rats, don't abortion your wound We need more warriors soon, shit from the stars Sun and the moon, and it's like a police chase The street sweepers and coppers, sick up kids With no conscience, leaving victims with doctors If you really think you're ready to die, we're not Nine out, this is what nine 
prayer Tell God forgive me for one sin Matter of fact maybe more than one Look back at all the hatred against me Fuck all of them Jesus died at age 33 That's 33 shots from twin glocks and 16 apiece That's 32 which means one of my guns was holding 17 27 hit your crew, 6 winners to you Everybody gotta die sometime Hope your funeral never get shot up Bullets tear through the innocent Nothing is spare Niggas roll up shooting from wheelchairs My heart is racing Tasting revenge in the air I let this shit slide for too many years too many times now I'm strapped with a couple of max. Too many nines. If y'all niggas really with me, get busy, load up the semis. Do more than just hold it, explode the clip until you empty. There's nothing in our way. They bust, we bust, they rush, we bust. Let's fly and feel it. I feel it in my gut that we take these bitches to war. Lie them down, cause we stronger now. My nigga, the time is now. My nigga, it's one mic. Spread my voice to the whole world. 